update on uh, where we're at as a church uh, when it comes to the coronavirus and all the things that are happening. Obviously, many things are being postponed, shut down, closed uh, around the globe, um, Australia and America and all across the places, lots of churches uh, being restricted from gathering because governments are enforcing um, just limited gatherings of people and things like that. And uh, obviously, this is uh, the things that are going to affect us. There's travel restrictions now uh, coming in force as of tomorrow uh, in our nation, and there's announcements to be made soon around public gatherings and all that kind of stuff. And I just want to let you know that as a leadership and as a team, we are keeping a very, very close eye on everything that's going on, all the Ministry of Health recommendations. Uh, we are watching it very, very closely. Obviously, we have a lot of public gatherings in our services and across our campuses. So this uh, has the potential to affect us and what we do uh, and our gathering together. Um, I firmly believe, I will say this, that there is so much power in the people of God gathering and meeting and praying and seeking and worshiping. So uh, that's, that's really our heart is to, um, to continue as much as we can. Um, we are making contingencies in place. If there does come a point where we cannot uh, continue to gather and meet, uh, church will go online. So we're making a whole lot of work to get church online so uh, we can meet uh, wherever we are and still have church and still gather together. It's still really, really powerful and important that we do that. Um, so we're doing all that work. And so I say that to say this. It's business as usual for us until you hear otherwise. So we're gonna keep our ear to the ground and make sure we are doing the wise and the right thing um, we're meeting uh, tomorrow uh, with a bunch of our, our key leaders to discuss uh, things going forward. But if, unless you hear otherwise, it's just business as usual. Um, Dream Team Appreciation Day this Saturday, it's at this stage, it's business as usual, unless you hear otherwise. Now, to hear otherwise, um, there's a few ways we'll do that. One is via our social media. Um, so on our fa- if you're not on our Facebook page, join our Facebook page, like our page, join our Facebook group, Elam Christian Center Botany. Uh, you can go on our Instagram, uh, Elam Christian Center Botany. You can like that. All, all our um, stuff will be on that. Um, also, what will help us so much is if your details are not on our database, um, that is one of the most effective ways we communicate with people. So if, you, if you're not on our database or you're not sure your details are correct on our database, here's what I ask you to do. Grab that little connect card that's on your seat and just fill in your details and as much information as we can get from you to put in our database. You can do that while I preach. I don't mind that. Um, your name, address, phone number, and email would be awesome. Any other information you can put on that would be great. I know there's not like fill-in boxes for all that stuff, but just write it all over the card, right? And then as the buckets go by later on, you can drop it in, drop it at the connect boxes or the info booth after the service, just so we can communicate with you guys and know, uh, so you know what's going on. And we will, as soon as we know of different things, we're going to let you know. At this point in time, there are no restrictions on public gatherings. So we we are free to continue to gather as a church, and we will do so until... uh, uh, we're told we cannot, um, but it's, it's a powerful, oppo- I, I, I see these things not as, as um, restrictions, I see them as opportunities, 100%, and so uh, we're really, really looking forward to that. Um, if, if for you, maybe you, uh, with your giving, as in your tithes each week, a lot of people are on automatic payments or give online and, and things like that, this shouldn't disrupt you, but if you give regularly, like normally just in church on a Sunday, maybe consider going on an automatic payment or giving online using the PushPay app, or, or whatever like that, it might just help you um, over the next few weeks and months, and who, who knows, like we're just gonna 
Like I said, we're really keeping a close eye on it. And when we know, you will know, okay? When we know, you will know. And you are our priority. And we want to make sure you're good and you're safe and you're looked after. And especially the vulnerable people in our church, we want to know who you are and about you so we can make sure you're loved and cared for and looked after. And the fa- listen, the people of God don't, the early church never stockpiled food for themselves, they gave to anyone in need. So we live differently as people of faith. And so I want to encourage us to do so. Okay, that's done. Let's get into the Word today, and I want to encourage you with this Word, 2020 Vision. Uh, this series is running over the, last, uh, the three weeks leading up to our Vision Sunday. And uh, at Vision Sunday, we will be receiving a vision offering. Uh, for It's an above and above, beyond offering for the vision we have as a church. And like I said last week, all we ask you to do is, as a family, to seek God, ask Him, what would you have us give? And then on that day, just be faithful to the voice of God for your life and, and just come and be a blessing and give. It'll be absolutely amazing. 2020 vision, seeing clearly the future God has for you. Last week I spoke about um, if you're gonna see clearly the future God has for you, if you're gonna step into your tomorrow, you first have to get beyond your yesterday. And I know a lot of people were really impacted by that and really challenged along that journey. Uh, this week I wanna preach a message I've called Vision for Purpose. Vision for Purpose. The uh, Proverbs 29 says this, where there's no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. I wanna say this, church, God has a vision for your life. God has a redemptive plan, a redemptive vision for your life. He wants to take you from where he found you and continue to redeem you and grow you to the place he has for you. And it's a vision for your life that is one of purpose and significance. God is a life for you that is one of purpose purpose. And if you want to see clearly the future God has for you, you'll only see it when you look at it through the lens of purpose. You'll only see clearly the future God has for you when you see it through the lens of purpose. Jeremiah 29 11 is the foundational verse of this church. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for good and not evil to give you future and give you hope. There is a purpose to your life. God has a plan and a purpose for you. And I want to say this, God has not positioned us here as a church just to occupy space. God has a purpose for us. God has a life of significance and purpose for us as a church in this community, in this nation, and in this world. God is not calling us to just take up oxygen. God is not calling us to have a holy huddle in the corner of somewhere and put our light under a basket. God has called us and positioned us here to advance the Kingdom of God, to preach the Gospel of Jesus, to see the lost one, soul saved, oppressed, set free, blind eyes. If you can get excited about what God has called us to do today. And I believe there is no greater moment for us right now that to, to display the purpose of God that God has for us than right here, right now. If the world needs the church, it needs it now. In this climate, in this age of fear and craziness, the church has got so much purpose in this moment. It's a vi- God has a vision for purpose for your life. And I believe that collectively that God's got, a, uh, got purpose for us as a church. But I also believe that at a personal level for each of you, that the vision of your life that God has got for you is one of significance and one of purpose. And if you're gonna see clearly the future He has for you, you've gotta see it through the lens of purpose. There's purpose to everything you do. There's purpose to your life. And if you're going to walk into the future God has for you with purpose, I've got a few thoughts I wanna share with you. So a few things you gotta know, all right? So if you're ready, you can take some notes. Uh, My first thought I have for you is this. Number one, you are positioned for purpose. If you're gonna see the future God has got for you clearly, 
You've got to realise that you are positioned for purpose. And if you want to add a word in there, I've got a word I want to add. And I didn't put this in my notes, but I have a fresh revelation of the Lord. Add a little dirt dirt and write this. You are already positioned for purpose. You are already positioned for purpose. I've, I've learned that many of us live um, with what I call future me syndrome. You heard of future me syndrome? It, it's, like, it's like you believe that life really starts or kicks into gear when. Like I, 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 this will be living when or my future lies in, in some far off, some future version of you place. It's called future me syndrome. So we say things or we think things like this. When I get married then. It's future me syndrome. When I finish uni, then. When my kids move out, then. When the coronavirus goes away and the toilet paper's back on the shelves, then. There's like, <laughs> there's this, there's this future, future me syndrome. Many of us live our lives like that. Many of us live with this future me thing where like, it's like the life begins at, at some other date. And the problem is we bring this kind of thinking into our relationship with God and into the purposes of God. And so we begin to believe that the purpose God has for us or God's plan for us starts somewhere out there. It's like, we, like somewhere in my future, some, it's like not now, but somewhere in my future, that's when I'll, I'll know God's plan for my life or that's when God can use me or that's when it'll happen. So we think things like this, when I finish this thing or when my kids leave home or once life slows down or once I'm married or once I'm healed, once I finish school or uni or my training, once I've gone through ELC, once I've done Alpha, that's when God's purpose will start for me. It's like God's purpose for you is in some future version of you. It's future me syndrome. And I wanna tell you today, I wanna say this with all my heart, that God's purpose for you does not start somewhere out there. God's purpose for you is right here, right now, right where you are. You're already positioned. You're already positioned for purpose right where you are, right now, however you are, wherever you are. God's plan for you and purpose doesn't start tomorrow. It's now, it's here, it's right where you are. 1 Corinthians 7 verse 20 says this, Paul writing to the Corinthian church, he says, each one should remain in the condition in which he was called. Were you a slave when called? Don't be concerned about it. If you can gain your freedom, avail yourself of the opportunity. But he who is called in the Lord as a slave is a freed man in the Lord. Likewise, he who is free when called is a slave in Christ. You were brought with a price. Do not become slaves of men. So brothers, here's this. In whatever condition each was called, let him remain with God. What Paul is saying here is this. Whatever your position, whatever your condition, whatever your occupation, wherever you find yourself, if you're called of God there, guess what? God has got purpose for you right there. It's not in some other place or some other avenue. Or some, listen, if God called you there, you're, you've got purpose there. Where, however you've been found by God, you've got purpose right where you are and right as you are. You are positioned for purpose. You're already positioned for purpose. Maybe your condition right now is broken. Maybe God has found you and you're broken. You're in a broken place. Guess what? God does have healing for you, but His purpose doesn't start when you're healed. It's now. God's got purpose for you right now. Maybe you're frustrated or you're sick or you're studying or you're working or you're married or you're single or retired. Whatever your condition right now, you are called as you are, where you are. So there's purpose as you are, right where you are. That's a message and some news for somebody here today. Because you're thinking God starts somewhere out there, but I'm telling you, the truth is God starts right now, today. It's now. The future God has for you, the eternal life is not in heaven. It's now. It begins right here, right here today. 
And I want to just pause for a second because I'm getting a little excited. <laughs> I'm going to fall off my stool. I want to pause and take a minute because I want to ask some questions. I want, I want to ask you some questions and I want you to ask them of yourself because I, I firmly believe that everyone in this room, you are positioned right now for purpose in God. So here's some questions and I, I, I don't even know. Are they in your notes? They are, good. You can read along with me. They'll come up on the screen, maybe. I'll just read them out. First question is this. Who has God placed you near? Who's God placed you near? Who's... Who are the people that are right now immediately in your world? So they, oh, you know, when God's plan for me kicks in, then he'll call me to these people. No, no, you're called now. You're called as you are, where you are. So who's near you? Maybe God's positioned you in the place you are because there's someone where you are that needs what you have. Maybe, maybe they need the healing and the love and the grace. Maybe there's a gift God's got in your life that he wants to manifest out of you to help and bless somebody near you. Who is near you right now? Start to see the people around you through the lens of purpose. Maybe God's got you there for a reason. Maybe He's positioned you around them and them around you because He's got something for you to do. Who is, and I want you to write their name down. That's what I want you to do. There's a little space there. Write down their name. Who's God placed you near? Think of your day-to-day, your everyday. Oh, man, this, maybe, maybe a name will come to mind and you start to think, this person I thought was like, the devil incarnate in my life, and perhaps I'm just positioned for purpose. Maybe, I'm, maybe I'm, some of you think about that about your boss. Adrian's not; he's got a great boss, <laughs> the best boss in the world. Second question is this: Who is God calling you to pray for? Who's God calling you to pray for? If you're positioned for purpose, then then, then there's, there's got to mean that there's someone that God wants you to intercede on their behalf for to pray for. The truth is this, many of you are today in this room because there was a praying granny somewhere. There was a praying grandma somewhere who sat there interceding on your behalf and pleading to the Lord saying, Lord, save them, Lord, touch them, Lord, keep them from evil. And they were going at it for years and years and years. And the reason you're here today is because that granny was praying for you. Come on, give it up for our grannies in the house. Praying grandma. Nothing more powerful than a praying grandma. I tell you what. It's amazing. And, and, and the re- reality is many of us are here, maybe it's not a praying grandmother, but it's a praying friend or a praying uncle or a praying colleague or someone was praying for you. The, the Bible says that the prayers of the righteous person are powerful and have wonderful results. You, you have no idea the simple prayers you pray for people and on their behalf, what it does in the supernatural, in, in, in the heavenly realms to soften hearts, to open minds. It is absolutely phenomenal, all right? So listen, who's God calling you to pray for? You could be the praying granny. You're really young and, 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 and not a granny, but you could be. You could be that person for somebody and your prayers could make a massive difference for them. Who's God calling you to pray for? Write their name down, write it down. Third question is this, Who's, who is God calling you to invite? Who's God calling you to invite? See, there may be someone that God's already positioned you for that is just waiting for the invitation to come. To, to come and meet with the family of God or come to church. I love when people like come into our church, it's never what they expected. Like they come into church and they're like, this is church? 
What is this? You know, like they just have this, these concepts of church. And, and we have a big invitation culture here in our church where we say, man, bring people, invite people, because we know that when they come here, this place will blow their minds. They'll encounter the Spirit of God. And they'll get around the people of God who love them just as they are. And it just tears down all these walls that are in their heart. And then God shows up and does a work in them. In fact, there was a guy, a man came up to me last week and he said, Steve, Steve, you know, you always say, if, you, if we bring them, you'll tell them. You always say that? He said, guess what? I brought a friend today. So are you gonna tell him? I'm like, brother, I'll tell him. Don't you worry about that, man, I'll tell him. And that's our promise, man. If you bring someone to church, we'll tell them about Jesus. We'll tell them about the love and grace of God. We'll give them the opportunity to get to know Him. It's an amazing, amazing thing. Even just in our 8.30 service, there was about seven people who said yes to Jesus just before you guys even got, most of you are still asleep while people were getting saved. I know you were seeking the Lord through a dream and interceding for those people. Stop waiting for purpose to kick in and kick it in now by faith. Oh, my purpose will kick in when? No, 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 it kicks in now and you kick it in by faith, believing that God has already positioned you for purpose. Is that okay? Thought number two, if you're gonna see this future God has you through the lens of purpose, you gotta know, number two, you've been prepared for purpose. You've been positioned for it and you've been prepared for it. Now it's gonna come as a shock to many of you in this room today, um, that I went to university. Uh, you're like, wow, they let anybody in. And it's gonna come as even more of a shock to the rest of you that I graduated university <laughs> with a degree. I had, I, and so some of you are going, don't believe it. No, no, so I bought it with me. Chippo, can you bring it up? This is my degree. I bought it with me. This is my degree. You can, you can applaud my degree. It's very, yeah, yeah it's all right. Some of you are going to go online to Auckland Uni and just ask the question, did Stephen Green actually get a degree? You think this is fake news. It's not fake news, all right? This is the real deal. This is my degree from the University of Auckland. Oh, I know, you're like, ooh. Some of you thought I was a dummy. You're like, okay. Stephen James Green, that's my name. Bachelor of Physical Education. Thank you, thank you, Lord. There we go, there we go. Thank you, Chippo. You can, you and my degree can go. That'll be you. <laughs> so let me tell you, it took me a total of six years to get that piece of paper. Six years. Uh, some of you are thinking, oh, that's all right. Others who've been to university know what the heck went wrong. <laughs> For two years, I tried to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. So you do what you do, you do a course and go, don't like that. You go to another one, you go, no, don't like that either. So for two years, I kind of did a few things that uh, I thought I wanted to do and then settled that, man, I wanna be a physical education teacher, that's what I wanna do. So started that degree, it was a four-year degree. Uh, I didn't take, it, it wasn't like a three-year, it took me four years, it was a full four-year degree. So I did the degree, I finished it. So six years total to get the degree to walk into what I thought was my future as a physical edu education teacher, can I tell you, I never even stepped foot in a classroom. <laughs> I didn't teach one lesson. Six years, six years, people, not one lesson. Not even, I didn't even walk into a school grounds, nothing. So after six years of studying to get a degree, I never taught a day in my life. I was thinking, what the heck's that all about? What, and my natural, I think, what a waste of time. Wasted six years of my life getting something that I've never actually used. It sits on my wall in my office just because I think 
I want to show it off. Not that I ever use it, like, check it out. Got that, did nothing with it, got it. <laughs> In the natural, you think, What's that? what a waste of time. But here's what I did do. I came straight out of that degree and came on full-time staff here as the youth pastor at Elam Botany and led Oxygen Youth. And, and, and let's give it up for the youth guys. They had over 550 young people here on Friday night. 550 young people from all our campuses praising Jesus. Like, it's amazing. Some of you, if you saw the photos, you'd freak out. There's like literally kids storming the doors to get into church. Like, like it's like they stole something from Kmart and they're like, I'm out of here. That's how they come into church. Praise God that teenagers are hungry and thirsty to get into church. We can learn a lot from hungry, thirsty teenagers, I tell you. But here's what I learned, man. I thought, what a waste of time. But here's what I, what happened, what I discovered, is everything I learned on the six years of that, that, that journey and in the degree prepared me 100% to be a youth pastor. I learned how to lesson plan. I learned how to communicate with people. I learned how to teach people. I learned how to run camps. I learned how to do Rams forms. Everything that I, that I needed to be a youth pastor, I'd already gained from a whole different area. It wasn't wasted. All it was was preparation for the ultimate purpose that God had for my life. Friends, what you've gone through, what you are going through and what you will go through is all preparation. It's all preparation for the purpose of God over your life. I love this story of David. Some of you are getting excited today. It's okay to get excited in church. I love the story of David and Goliath. You know, David is this young man, takes on this giant Goliath. And I love this in 1 Samuel 17, says this, And David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. I love it. It's just like, oh, well, there was the lion. Preparation. Then it leveled up to a bear. Preparation. Then it moved on to Goliath. And Goliath wasn't his ultimate purpose. Goliath was just another preparation level for kingship. Because Goliath was a public demonstration of God's anointing and God's favour on the life of a young man called David. Every step, lion, bear, Goliath was all preparation for his future purpose in God. The nation of Israel was slaves in Egypt and what they learned there was how to build. They made bricks, they built construction and then when they come out of Egypt, God instructs them the first thing to build is an altar for Him. How many of you know they already knew how to build? They didn't have to learn that, they knew it. They... Sorry, they could get straight into their purpose and straight into construction. I wanna tell you, friends, whatever you've gone through, that victory, that trial, that season, that experience, that journey, that valley, that Goliath, all has been is a preparation for today. It's all prepared you for what God has for you now. Come on, give God some praise. Some of you in this room need to hear this. Because you stop looking at the things that happen to you as setbacks and start viewing them as setups. Oh, that's a setback. No, it's not. It's a setup. It's God preparing you for your purpose. And it's the purpose He has for you now. What you went through yesterday got you to today. And you're prepared now for today and what God has for you. Stop worrying about what God's calling you into the future. Just do today and today will prepare you for tomorrow. It's all preparation. No matter what you go through, no matter what you experience, it's all prepared you for your purpose now. So stop saying you're not ready. Stop saying I'm not ready to serve God. No, you are because He's already prepared you. What you've gone through has prepared you. What you've walked through has prepared you. And if you choose to say yes to Jesus and yes to God and the plans He has for you, if you view your life and your future through the lens of purpose, you've gotta know you're already prepared for today and what God has for you for today. It's good news. I wanna share my last thought. Maybe the band can join me. You're already ready for today's purpose in God. 
My last thought is this, number three. You gotta know that you are empowered for it. When it comes to the purpose of God for your life, you're positioned for it, you're prepared for it, and you've been empowered for it. One of my favorite verses in all Scripture, one of my favorite books of the Bible actually is the book of Acts. Just love the book of Acts. And in Acts 1 verse 8, Jesus says to His followers, He says, you will receive power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the very ends of this earth. What he's saying is the plan I have for you to go and do what I've called you to do and be where I've called you to be and move where I tell you to go, that call is going to be empowered by me. The Holy Spirit, God Himself, is gonna come and fill you with the power you need to live the purpose I'm calling you to live. And this is the problem. Most of us don't step into the future and the purpose God has for us because we think we aren't ready and we don't have enough and we're inadequate and I, I don't know enough and I don't feel enough. Listen, if you think it's all about you, you've totally missed it. Actually, it's not about you at all. It's about God. The Bible says God takes the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. He takes the weak things of this world to shame the powerful. Like God will take inadequate, empty, broken, messed up, not knowing enough, not theologically trained enough. God will take all that kind of stuff. And if He puts His Spirit on you and in you, if He's called you and you get filled with His power, what you now have is in your lack, you have His abundance. And when you are I can't, you have His I can. And when you have I'm not, you have His I am. It's, it's, it's amazing. Someone needs to write, it's not on my notes. Write that down and tweet that. That was really good. I can't even remember what I said anymore. I have to go on the podcast and listen to that back. Great, Steve. Very good. Thank you, Steve. This is the beauty of, of, of the Christian faith is it's not, it's not about your power to do it. And some of you are saying, I can't serve God, I can't do these things. And you, you restrict your vision of your future and your purpose in God because you think it's about what you are able to do. It's not. It's about what He's able to do through you. And when you understand that, you walk in this empowering of God far beyond what you can achieve and create and manifest in your own strength. You're, you're tapping into the resource of Almighty God, the abundance of heaven, and you start to walk into a greater level of God's purpose of your life because you walk in His anointing and His grace to do it. It's amazing. And what I wanna do as I close my message is I wanna pray for all of us in this room. And I wanna pray that we would know and live and operate at a greater level of the empowering of God. Because what we are walking into in this world right now, and I think it's very relevant right now, needs more than natural wisdom. It needs more than natural ability. It needs more than natural knowledge. We need to walk out of this room with the supernatural empowering of the Holy Ghost on our lives that when we go from this room, we go to impact a community around us, those who God's positioned us and placed us near to go and actually make a difference, to be salt and light in this world, to actually shine out in moments of darkness, the love and the grace of God. And you can do it because it's not about you, it's about Him. So I wanna pray for you. And I wanna ask everyone in this room just to bow your heads and close your eyes and, and maybe just with your hands, just, just have a posture of receiving from God in this moment, however you wanna do that. Just have a posture of receiving. Let me pray for you. God, I ask in the name of Jesus 
that every person in this room, every faithful believer in this room, God, that You would empower them from on high, that You would fill them afresh with the power of Your Holy Spirit. Lord, that You would fill them from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet, to the ends of their fingertips. God, that they would not walk out of this place just in their own power, but they would walk out in the power of God. Lord, that You would pour out on them every gift, every anointing that they need to do what it is You're calling them to do, to step into that greater purpose You have for them. I bless them now and I pray that they would know the fire of God, the gifts of God, the grace of God at a new level, God, that we would operate not out of fear, but out of faith, that we would operate out of a deep conviction of Your goodness, Your Word, Your power, and and your sovereignty over us and our lives. I anoint them and I bless them to be filled with the power of God today in Jesus' mighty Name. Just receive that. And just while you're in, a, in an attitude of prayer, you can put your hands down, but, but just keep your, your, your eyes closed for a moment. I wanna extend an invitation to you today to pray one more prayer.